Good evening. Give it, good evening, everyone. Today I'm going to be talking about restoration of the priesthood. Just a minute. When Jesus Christ was on the earth, he celebrated his church and giving his apostles the priesthood, which is, which is the power to act in his name. In Luke 1, 2, it says, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils to cut disease and sent them to preach the kingdom of God to heal the sick. After his crucifixion and death of his apostles, priesthood authority and the faults of the gospel were taken from the earth because of weakness and rejection of the truth. In Second Timothy one three it says one three three it says now we now now we beseech you brethren by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto them unto him that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by lettering as from us as that. The day of Christ is at hand. At hand, let no man dece- deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a full falling away first, and the that man of sin be received the son of perdition. In the early 1800s, Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ restored the gospel to the earth through the prophet Joseph Smith. The, this restoration included the restoration of the priesthood, power, and authority. While Joseph Smith and Alec Cardry were working on the t- translation of the Book of Mormon, they read about baptism for the remission of sins on May 15, 1829. They went to a wood area near Joseph Smith's home in Harmony, Pennsylvania, and prayed about what they had learned. In answering in their prayer, John the Baptist, under the direction of the Lord Jesus Christ, appeared and confirmed upon them the ironic priesthood, saying upon you, upon my father servants, in the name of the Messiah, I confirm the priesthood of Aaron, which holds the keys of ministering of angels and of the gospel of repentance and of baptism by immersion for the remission of sin. In Dr. Cummins 13, 1, section 13, verse 1, it says, Upon you, my father's servants, in the name of the Messiah, I come from the priest of the Aaronic, which holds the keys of the ministry of angels, and of the gospel, repentance of the baptism of remission, by imitation of the remission of sins, and this shall never be taken again from the earth, until the son of the Levi do offer again, and offer unto the Lord in righteousness. Following John's instruction, John, John, Joseph, Joseph, and all of uh, then baptized each other and ordinance each other to Aaronic priesthood. In Joseph Smith History 68, 160-72, it says, We we still concerning the work of translation when in the 
Instant month, May 1829, we were on Hunting day went into the woods to pray in cry of the Lord, repent, respection, baptism, and for the remission of sins. That we found mention in the translation of the plates, where we were with employment praying and calling upon the Lord, a message from heaven, the sign in color of light, and having lying in his hand upon us, ordered us saying, Upon my fallen servant, in the name of Messiah, I confirm you the priest of the Aaron, which holds the keys of the mention of angels, and of the gospel of repentance, and of baptism, of immunization for the remission of sin, and this shall never be taken among from the earth. Well, unto the sins of Levi do offer it again, and an offering who, unto the Lord in righteousness. And he said the ironic priesthood heard, had no the no, had not the power of laying of hands of the gift of the Holy Ghost, but the should it be confirmed unto his hereafter, and command unto the good and be baptized and give unto direction, that I shall, should baptize all of Calvary, that after would he would baptize me. A, According we went and were baptized. I baptized him first, and afterward he baptized me, after which I had laid my hands upon his head, and ordered him to the wrong priesthood. Afterward he laid his hand on my and my ordinance to the same priesthood. For so we were commanded. The message we vi- who visit us, the messenger who visit us on the occasion and confirmed the priesthood upon us said that the name was John, that the same that is called the John the Baptist in the New Testament, and that he acted under the direction of Peter, James, and John. He would the keys of the priesthood of the Mekos priest, which he said, would in due time he confirmed uh, on us, and that I should be called the first elder of the church. And he all all of Calgary. And the second, it was on the fifth, fifth day of May, eighteen twenty nine, that we would ordinance under the hands of the this message and baptize. Sometimes after John the Baptist appointed the ironic priesthood, Peter, James, and John also appeared to Joseph and Oliver again under the direction of Jesus and confirmed upon the Mechanic priesthood. In Dante Covenants eighteen twenty, it says, "And again, we will do here glad tithing of." And again, we do here our glad t- tithing from the commencement of Moroni, an angel from heaven, declared the ferment of the prophets, the book to be revealed in his voice, and the Lord in the wilderness of fifteen same country declared the. Three witnesses to bear record the book, the voice of Marco, the on the banks of the sacred Hannah direction that devil when he appeared as an angel, light the voice of Peter, James, and John in the wilderness between Harmony, Sacred County, Cover Cover Broom County on the Sacred River, declaring themselves possessing the key of the kingdom and of the dispersion of the furnace of time.
The Mechizah priesthood holds the right of the priesthood and power, his power and authority over all the office in the church and all ages of the world and administering the spiritual things and the covenants, Doctrine and Covenants 107.8, it says, The Mechizah priesthood holds the right of priesthood and power and authority over all the office in the church and all ages of the world to administer in spiritual things. With the authority again on the earth, the church of Jesus Christ could be restored in fullness. As part of the Christian Mr. Sorry about that. As part of the Continent Restoration and Additional Priesthood, Keys, restored on April 3rd, 1836, 1836, article Prophet Mosiah Elijah appealed to Joseph Smith and Olive Cowdery and conjured in the Kirtland Temple, commanded the keys of their disciples to them. Moses brought the keys of the gathering of Israel. Elias restored the keys of the gospel of Abraham. Elijah brought the sealing key with making it possible for families to be sealed together forever. In Dr. Covenants one ten, it says, The veil was taken from our minds, and the eyes of our understanding were opened. We saw the Lord standing upon the best work of pellets before us under the, his feet was provided works of pure gold in the color, color like amber. His eyes were in the flames of fire, and the hair of his head was white, like there was pure snow. He cannot notice stone above the brightness of the sun. His voice was the sound of the rushing of the great waters, even the voice of Jehovah saying, I am the first and the last. I am he who liveth. I am he who was slain. I am your advocate with the Father. Behold, you, your sins are forgiven you. You are clean before me. Therefore, lift up your hands and rejoice. Let the hearts of your brethren rejoice. Let the hearts of all my people rejoice who have, have the might built the, this house in my name. For behold, I have accepted this house, and my name shall be here, and I will modify myself to my people in mercy in this house. Yea, I will appear unto my servants and speak unto them with my own voice. If my people will keep my commandments and do not prepare out this holy house, Yet the hearts of thousands and tens of thousands shall glory rejoice concerning of the blessings which shall be pondered unto the endowment with which my servants have been endowed in the ho- this house. And in the f- firm of his house shall spread to foreign lands. And this is the beginning of the blessings which shall be pondered unto upon the heads of my people. Even so, Amen. After the vision closed, the heavens were again opened unto us, and Moses appeared before us, and commanded us 
unto us the keys of the gathering of Israel from the from parts of the earth and landing of the ten tribes from the land of the north. And after Elijah appealed, commanded the disciples of the gospel of Abraham, saying, This is us, and all his seeds gathering after us should be blessed. After this vision, he closed another great glorious vision, pressed upon us. For Elijah, the prophet who was taken to heaven without tasting death, stood before us and said, Behold, this time has fully come which we spoke of by the mouth of Malachi, testifying that, he, Elijah, should be sent before the great and dreadful day of the Lord coming to turn the hearts of the fathers and the children and the children of the father. Let us whole earth be smitten with the case. Therefore the keys of his disciples are commanded into your hands. By this ye may know that the great and dreadful day of the Lord is near, even at the doors. If you want to read more scriptures, Dr. Covenants 13, Dr. Covenants, Dr. in Covenants 84, 17 through 19, and Dr. Covenants 128, 20, and Moses 6, 7, and George Smith History 16872. A most Dennis Priesthood Restoration by President Gordon B. Hinckley. This is in the October 1988 General Conference. Oh. If you want to read it, you could, if you want to. Um, I'm going to go to the next one. Just a minute. The glorious priest of the restoration out of... L. Tom Perry. Oh, if you want to read that. Uh, our most distant gospel, gains in future. Our most distant future by Elder Jeffrey R. Holland. Nearly 70 years ago, President David O. McKay, then serving as a counselor in the First Presidency of the Church, asked this question to a congregation gathered for general conference. If at this moment each one of you were asked to state in one sentence the most distinguishing feature of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, what would be your answer? My answer, he replied, would be divine authority by direct revelation. That divine authority is, of course, the holy priesthood. President Hinckley has added his testimony when he said, the priesthood is a delegation of divine authority, different from all other powers and authorities on the face of the earth. It is the only power on the earth that reaches beyond the veil of death. Without it, there could be a church in name only, a church lacking authority to administer in the things of God. And just four weeks ago, President Faust said to BYU students in their devotional, 
The priesthood activates and governs all activities of the church. Without priesthood keys and authority, there would be no church. I begin tonight with these three brief citations to which scores of others could be added. To stress emphatically just one point, that the priesthood of God with its keys, its ordinances, its divine origin, and ability to bind in heaven what is bound on earth is as indispensable to the true church of God as it is unique to it, and that without it, there would be no church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In this commemorative year in which we are celebrating the 200th anniversary of the birth of the prophet Joseph Smith and the 175th year since the organization of the church, I wish to add my testimony of and my eternal gratitude for the restoration of the holy priesthood, this hallowed prerogative, this sovereign gift and the role it plays in our lives on both sides of the veil. The essential function of the priesthood in linking time and eternity was made explicit by the Savior when he formed his church during his mortal ministry. To his senior apostle, Peter, he said, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Six days later, he took Peter, James, and John to a mountaintop where he was transfigured in glory before them. Then prophets from earlier dispensations, including at least Moses and Elijah, appeared in glory also and conferred the various keys and powers that each held. Unfortunately, those apostles were soon killed or otherwise taken from the earth, and their priesthood keys were taken with them, resulting in more than 1,400 years of priesthood privation and absence of, of divine authority among the children of men. But part of the modern miracle and marvelous history we celebrate tonight is the return of those same heavenly messengers in our day and the restoration of those same powers they held for the blessing of all mankind. In May of 1829, while translating the Book of Mormon, Joseph Smith came across a reference to baptism. He discussed the matter with his scribe, Oliver Cowdery, and the two earnestly supplicated the Lord regarding the matter. He wrote, Our souls were drawn out in mighty prayer, to know how we might obtain the blessings of baptism and of the Holy Spirit, we diligently sought for the authority of the holy priesthood and the power to administer in the same. In response to that mighty prayer, John the Baptist came, restoring the keys and powers of the Aaronic priesthood, which our young men in this audience tonight have been given. A few weeks later, Peter, James, and John returned to restore the keys and powers of the Melchizedek priesthood, including the keys of the apostleship. Then, when a temple had been built to which other heavenly messengers might come, there unfolded on April 3rd, 1836, 
a modern-day equivalent of that earlier Mount of Transfiguration, part of something President Hinckley once called the Kirtland Cascade of Revelation, in which the Savior himself, plus again Moses, Elijah, Elias, appeared in glory to the prophet Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery and conferred keys and powers from their respective dispensations upon these men. That visit was then concluded with this thunderous declaration. Therefore, the keys of this dispensation are committed into your hands. Little wonder that the prophet Joseph would include in those succinct and eloquent articles of our faith We believe that a man must be called of God by prophecy and by the laying on of hands by those who are in authority to preach the gospel and administer in the ordinances thereof. Clearly, acting with divine authority requires more than mere social contract. It cannot be generated by theological training or a commission from the congregation. No. In the authorized work of God, there has to be power greater than that already possessed by the people in the pews or in the streets or in the seminaries, a fact that many honest religious seekers had known and openly acknowledged for generations leading up to the Restoration. It's true that some few in that day did not want their ministers to claim special sacramental authority. But most people longed for priesthood sanctioned by God and were frustrated as to where they might go to find such. In that spirit, the revelatory return of priesthood authority through Joseph Smith should have eased centuries of anguish in which those who felt what the famed Charles Wesley had the courage to say, breaking ecclesiastically with his more famous brother John, over the latter's decision to ordain without any authority to do so, Charles wrote with a smile, how easily are bishops made by man or woman's whim. Wesley, his hands on coke hath laid, but who laid hands on him? In responding to that challenging question, we in the restored church of Jesus Christ can trace the priesthood line of authority exercised by the newest deacon in the ward, the bishop who presides over him and the prophet who presides over all of us. That line goes back in an unbroken chain to angelic ministers who came from the Son of God himself bearing this incomparable gift from heaven. And oh, how we need its blessings as a church and as individuals and families within the church. Just one illustration. I spoke earlier of the Kirtland history, of church history. The years of 1836 and 37 were as difficult as that young church had ever faced, financially, politically, internally. In the midst of that stress, Joseph Smith had the remarkable prophetic prompting to send some of his ablest men, ultimately the entire Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, abroad on missions. It was a bold, inspired move, one that would, in the end, save the church from the perils of the day. 
But in the near term, it imposed great burdens on the saints, painful for those who went away and perhaps even more painful for those who stayed at home. I quote from Elder Robert B. Thompson, the day appointed for the departure of the elders to England having arrived, I stopped at the house of Brother Heber C. Kimball to ascertain when he would start on his journey, as I expected to accompany him two or three hundred miles, intending to spend my labors in Canada that season. The door being partly open, I entered and felt struck with the sight which presented itself to my view. I would have retired, thinking that I was intruding, but I felt riveted to the spot. The Father was pouring out his soul to God, pleading that he who careth for sparrows and feedeth the young ravens when they cry would supply the wants of his wife and his little ones in his absence. He then, like the patriarchs, and by virtue of his office, laid his hands upon their heads individually, leaving a father's blessing upon them, commending them to the care and protection of God while he should be engaged preaching the gospel in a foreign land. While thus engaged in giving those blessings, his voice was almost lost in the sobs of those around him who were trying in their youthful way to be strong, but having a very hard time doing so. He proceeded, but his heart was too much affected to do so regularly. He was obliged to stop at intervals while big tears rolled down his cheeks and indexed to the feelings which reigned in his bosom. My heart was not stout enough to refrain, said Brother Thompson. In spite of myself, I wept and mingled my tears with theirs. At the same time, I felt thankful that I had had the privilege of contemplating such a scene. That scene has been reenacted one way or another a thousand times, a hundred thousand times in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. A fear, a need, a call, a danger, a sickness, an accident, a death. I have been a participant in such moments. I have beheld the power of God manifest in my home and in my ministry. I have seen evil rebuked and the elements controlled. I know what it means to have mountains of difficulty move and ominous Red Seas part. I know what it means to have the destroying angel pass them by. To have received the authority and to have exercised the power of the holy priesthood after the order of the Son of God is as great a blessing for me and for my family as I could ever hope for in this world. And that, in the end, is the meaning of the priesthood in everyday terms. It's unequaled, unending, constant capacity to bless. 
with gratitude for such blessings, I join you in a choir of the living and the dead in singing in this commemorative year praise to the man who communed with Jehovah and communed with Adam, Gabriel, Moses, and Moroni, Elijah, Elias, Peter, James, and John, John the Baptist, and a host of others. Truly, Jesus anointed that prophet and seer. May we, young and old, boys and men, fathers and sons, cherish the priesthood that through him was restored. Priesthood keys and ordinances by which alone the power of godliness is manifest and without which it cannot be manifest. I testify of the restoration of the priesthood and the indispensable distinguishing feature of the true church of God that it has always been. In the name of him whose priesthood it is, even the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. A most disturbing feature by Elder Jeffrey R. Holland. Uh, as in April 2005. Just a minute. The restoration of the priesthood. I think the restoration of the priesthood shows the love our Father in Heaven has for us. When we use the priesthood properly, we are furthering God's work, we're blessing other people, we're blessing our families. The priesthood has blessed my life in all aspects of my life as a daughter and a sister and a mother and a wife. To know that you can always be that close uh, to the Savior just brings heaven into your home. restoration of the priesthood came about when Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery were in the process of translating the Book of Mormon. They came upon a passage from the Book of Mormon talking about uh, baptism and about the necessity for uh, proper authority when, when someone's baptized. And Oliver asked Joseph, what is this authority? What, what authority don't we have to baptize other people? So they, they decided to go to the Lord in, in prayer and ask about that. Um, and John the Baptist uh, appeared to them and conferred upon them uh, the Aaronic priesthood, giving them the authority to baptize. And shortly after that, uh, he was visited by Peter, James, and John and they gave him the Melchizedek priesthood, which is a higher, higher priesthood to perform other ordinances.
priesthood is one of the best thing I could ever have. When you, that was, I'm grateful for Joseph Smith, knowing, um, reading that passage in the Book of Mormon, talking about baptism. If we did not read that, we would not have the priesthood, we wouldn't have the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Just a minute. I'm going to let you listen to this song, and then I'll talk a little bit more. This is one of my favorite songs.
as one of my favorite songs, Praise to the Man. Um, I am so grateful for Joseph Smith reading the Book of Mormon, talking about baptism. Um, when we have the priesthood, we can do anything. We can bless babies. We can bless the sacrament. We can um, restore the priesthood was the best thing they can restore on earth today. That done Jesus Christ's time. But when he died on the cross, it went away for a while. What it talks about in all these talks. It went away for a while. But they had to wait for a special person, Joseph Smith and other country. To bring back the priesthood of God so we can bless the sacrament, pass the sacrament, Give baby blessings. Give healing healing people who are sick and afflicted. Sometimes it doesn't happen, work that way, but the priesthood is a great thing to have on earth today. So we can bring people to the, knowing that the priesthood is the, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the true church of God. That we can bless the sacrament and feel the love of Jesus Christ. I feel it every single day when I have the priesthood. When I'm worthy to have it. Be worthy to have the priesthood as well. Don't lie in any questions. Don't feel embarrassed when you made a mistake. That's why your bishops and stake presidents are there for you so you can repent. Do not lie on any of the temple questions. Your priesthood is more important than lying. Jesus Christ does not want you to lie. Saying, I didn't do no sins. Don't do that. The stake president bishops are not there to chastise you. As I explained before about bishops and stake presidents. But please hold the holy priesthood with honor and respect and sacred. It's a sacred calling to have the priesthood. Please Please, 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 please. Be willing to hold the Mechas of Priesthood. When you have the Mechas of Priesthood and the Restored Priesthood, we'll be blessed through our lives. Please hold the Priesthood. When we have the Priesthood, we can give so much respect for people. The power and authority. Authority means you have the authority. You can ha do it in a way. You can do anything you want. I promise you that when we respect the priesthood, we be blessed. I see the blessings every day when I have respect the priesthood. When I'm honored to the priesthood, please respect at every priesthood at a cost and time. The priesthood is on earth so we can give blessings to people who are sick, like I explained before. We're here too on earth to gathering of Israel as well. That's the other thing of the priesthood. We're gathering Israel so they can come to the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints again. When Jesus Christ was on earth, that was the church back in those days. Now it came back again. Start studying, this, teaching the gospel to people and bring people onto earth. I promise that when we respect the priesthood, we be blessed. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope I caught you on the next time. Talk to you later. Love you. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.